Welcome to the Cube Command Podcast. I'm your host, Tommy Savoya. And in this episode, I'll be joined by my good friends Briggy Ninja and Jaybro to review Avengers Infinity War that came out in theaters uh, about a month or so ago. We did this review um, maybe a while after the movie came out, but it has been done. And I wanted to get uh, the E3 stuff out before this movie review, but uh, unfortunately I got sick right after graduation, so I kind of had to put that on hold. So... I'm going to be putting the uh, Avengers review earlier than I thought I would. In this review, we're going to be discussing um, what you know, our thoughts on the movie, uh, how we think the acting, and the directing, the story, and most of the story. We also kind of delve into a bunch of other superhero movies, like uh, comparing it to Justice League, uh, X-Men movies. So we got a lot in store in this review. Um, but first, as always, I'd like to uh, touch up on some news. Uh, as you know, uh, E3 was very recently... So I'm going to mention three things that I feel are important to point out. The first one being Mario Tennis Aces, which releases June 22nd. And uh, that releases for the Switch. It currently has a 78% on Metacritic, which is not bad. Uh, Go ahead and pick that up on Friday. And uh, the second one is Shadow of the Tomb Raider was uh, shown at E3. And that is published by Square Enix, and it is going to release on September 14, 2018. And the last one, of course, is Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, was announced for the Nintendo Switch. Uh, All the characters are back, uh, hopefully all the stages are back, uh, new mechanics, and uh, of course, Inkling, Daisy, and Ridley are here. So you're going to be hearing a lot more about all of this stuff and the E3 episodes we're going to have. Uh, I'm anticipating we're going to do one episode on Square Enix, Ubisoft, Sony, Microsoft, and EA's conferences. And the second part will be solely on Nintendo and Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. So stay tuned for those episodes. Now, please excuse my voice uh, just in this intro and in the outro because I'm still recovering. This episode was pre-recorded, so my voice is going to be completely fine. Um, Also, there was an audio error when I was recording it off Discord using XSplit. So sometimes I'm going to be popping in and out because... Uh, my audio wasn't picking up correctly. Um, that will be fixed in the next episodes. I already fixed it. I knew. I figured out how to fix it uh, after we already finished the recording. So unfortunately, there was no way I could uh, go back and improve it. I I put it through the level later. I tried to correct it as much as I could, but some things were just unfixable. But uh, that aside, I hope you enjoy the review. My audio. Okay. If if you need to turn me up, go ahead because I know I'm probably gonna be really quiet. Well, you're the one recording, so we should well, be listen. Good. <laughs> Put up your back talk. Is there like a structure to the podcast? Is there nah, like a list? Nah. Do you have like a note? He already rest- he already started recording. Oh, for free! No, I put on my podcast voice. All right. Um, welcome, welcome to the Tom Antio channel. Yes. Today, Actually, this isn't even Tom Antio. This is Q Command. You're not even Crap. the podcast host, you fool. Let him do his job. <laughs> All Listen. right, so uh, I, I'm with my uh, my good, good buddy old pals, uh, uh, Sir J and uh, the Brick Boy. Hello. Hey there. That was smooth. <laughs> that was smoother than the sandpaper. Yeah. Hey, let's go with that. <laughs> oh, okay, I'm I'm the one who has to start this. Okay. 
You're the host. What are you talking about? <laughs> you just stop I like how we go from freaking comedy geniuses to just dead silent comedy idiots. Geniuses. As soon as the we're talking as about, soon as the podcast starts, we're talking about four foot holes. How's that comedy? Genius? Right. <laughs> Leave my hole out of this. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, uh, you guys saw Infinity War. I saw Infinity War. I sat in the theater for an hour and then had to use the bathroom. <laughs> Oh no! Like intermissions. I want yeah. Intermissions back in the oh time. my god! Yes, please. If you're gonna make a movie two hours and forty minutes long, bring back intermissions. I kid you not. When I went to see X Men: Days of Future Past, it was so intense. Somehow, for some reason, I had to use the bathroom less than halfway through the movie. When I tell you, I held my bladder for the entirety of that freaking. What is that? Not missing a scene. <laughs> No, what you gotta do, you gotta you gotta plan it ahead of time. I was like, I would go into a scene and it'd be like, okay, they're gonna be talking about exposition for the next ten minutes. I can go, but if it's like, if if I feel like a fight's gonna start up, then I have to hold it. The thing is, you couldn't do that with Infinity War. <laughs> I mean, uh, I left, I left in the uh, when the Guardians found Thor. Was, oh well, then you did miss some important like development, but not a fight. It's it's more like you know Thanos, my papa, and he's killing people. That's that's probably the gist. Of well, nah, you also miss Thor's monologue and his like mainly Star Lord being an idiot. <laughs> but you know, well, that also happened later. <laughs> Not that kind of idiot. The kind of idiot people like him for. Oh yeah, I I thought I read somewhere that um his name is James Gunn, right? The guy who directed yeah. Guardians. Yeah. He, he wrote the dialogue for the Guardians, didn't he? Yeah. Oh, I also had something to say about about Peter Quill's stupidity and in that movie and his like character as a whole that I forgot to tell Briggy even though I told him I was gonna say something about it. Part of the reason I didn't hate him as much as most people did after watching this movie is because when I watched it the second time I noticed that a lot of the things that happened that were played off as comedy were actually like he he basically this movie was was Peter Quill's version of Civil War, how like Iron Man was in Civil War, because when you think about it, Quill's moment of doing something stupid came after like him being one of the smartest people in the movie for the whole, like at least first half of it. Because even though it was played off as kind of like a funny moment, Gamora only got taken because none of his team would listen to him. <laughs> Because uh, I was actually looking up stuff about Star-Lord after I watched the first Guardians movie a long time ago. And apparently part of his thing is he's supposed to be like a master tactician. What? And like, and like in the scene with Thanos, if you notice, when they, out, when they pretty much beat Thanos, that was all Peter Quill's plan. Oh, it was it? Yeah, because remember he came up and he was like, Just, and for the record, that was my plan. He really did have a better plan when he was talking to Iron Man, <laughs> saying his plan was stupid. Oh, but I thought he was just like bluffing. No, no, he actually came up with that plan. Uh, that's also why Iron Man was like a uh, piece of cake or some crap when he dropped that whole piece of whatever on Thanos in the beginning of it. So, uh, oh, that was I noticed. His plan. Yeah, that whole sequence was his plan, and the rest of the in the whole first half of the movie, none of his team listened to him, and as a result, he lost Groot and Rocket because they decided to just leave. They lost. Well, they they split up. Right, because they, they like, split up, but they weren't supposed to. 
They weren't supposed to. Thor wanted to get his hammer. Quill and Gamora didn't think they should do that. And Rocket was like, okay, frick y'all. We're going with Thor. <laughs> and so him and Groot just left. So that already like lowered the amount of people that he trusts. What he was Thor like, was like, like <laughs> good luck, morons. Was that his? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I I loved Thor in this movie, like because yeah. I had just seen like the week before I just saw Ragnarok because mm-hmm. I, I had this thing where I was like trying to catch up on every movie. So I like saw like Doctor Strange and Spider Man and Thor all in the span of like three days. So oh my gosh, yeah. So th- that's that's one of the things about Thor. It was like. He was my favorite part, but at the same time, it's just like at the end of Ragnarok, like oh no, the beginning of Infinity War, they made everything that was accomplished in Ragnarok just completely pointless. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> everyone. Well, he actually didn't though. I thought he did at first, but later in the movie, Thor says that he killed half his people the same way he was doing with like Gamora's planet and all that. And the directors confirmed that um, half of the Asgardians did leave along with. Uh, Valkyrie, who's still alive. Wait, but where did they go? And why did they leave Thor? They escaped in escape pods, and I'm assuming Thor tried to fight Thanos. Oh, so they ditched him. No, they were supposed to leave. Oh. So, okay. They have, they have to get the freak out of there. <laughs> I mean, Thanos runs up on you. <laughs> you gotta do it. <laughs> yeah, it was quite funny. The opening scene was just him just wailing on Hulk. And it was just like, he gave him like the one, two, and then like back up. Like, <laughs> he gave him the neck chop. Tell me why Thanos posted up like a freaking UFC fighter. <laughs> no, he lifted him up and slammed him on the ground. That was the, the first part in the movie where we were like, oh, okay. <laughs> it's like, in the first two minutes, Hulk just got beat up. <laughs> like, what? It was also like this. This movie had like a different tone. It's like, oh, these characters aren't supposed to die. <laughs> no. Yes. <laughs> it's like, oh, you're like, oh, oh these guys have been here. Since <clears throat> they got plot armor. No, they freaking cracked Loki's neck in the first five minutes. I actually. <laughs> yeah, I was expecting Hulk to like. So first of all, they they play with everybody's feelings. They they threw up the fact that like the. And in every Avengers movie so far, like Avengers specifically, not not MCU movies in general, but in every Avengers movie, they always somewhat ruin the weight of the villain by having some cheesy like finishing move in the end. Like for instance, Loki. Everybody loved Loki yeah, as a got. villain, but in the end, he just got puny got it. <laughs> 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 and then, like with Ultron, in the end, he ended with a like a really bad one-liner and <laughs> just getting blasted by three people until he blew up. Wait, here they were like, "We have a Hulk." You think he's well, about to Ultron, get puny? Got it? With Ultron, uh, he got blasted by Vision in the very end. Yeah, but remember, he was like, "Maybe we could talk about this or something," and then got blasted. Yeah, I haven't seen really... that movie in like what was it? Yeah, it was really lame. <laughs> they basically unison rated him. <laughs> <laughs> he was just standing there. Yeah, that one had a lot of cheesy one-liners. It, it was at that point in time where people were like, oh, Marvel movies are all comedy. Yeah. Yeah, it was, I mean, I think Joss Whedon did a good job with it. It wasn't terrible. Yeah. But. The first Avengers movie was amazing, but okay. the reason Age of Ultron disappointed so many people is because in the comics, Age of Ultron's, like, story, the, the whole Age of Ultron story was pretty much as big as, almost as big as the Infinity War story as far as, like, people getting bodied. <laughs> And, like, just a very OP villain. But they just kind of had him be a... Like, he... Like, 
he was cool. Well, that's a different movie, whatever. But the point is, <laughs> they they had uh, Loki say, they had Loki say, um, say we have a Hulk, and they make you think that the same thing that happened to him is going to happen. But then Hulk just walks in and gets two pieced in the in the chin. Yeah, but can I say that that <laughs> was probably one of my favorite lines in the movie? It was because it was like Loki went full circle. Yep. Because I I don't know if did you see uh, Ragnarok either? You yes. Bricky hasn't. No. <laughs> I have seen one Marvel movie. Okay. Well, there was a callback to the original Avengers and Ragnarok. Um, yeah. It was it was pretty good. So Br- Briggy, basically in the first Avengers movie, which I'm you've seen that. I, I've seen the first Avengers movie. Calm oh. down. Okay. So you remember we he, we have a Hulk. I saw. Uh, and this is why this movie kind of screwed me over. I saw one the first Avengers movie in the first ten minutes of Age of Ultron. You actually oh. missed all the best movies. You yeah. missed Civil War and Winter Soldier. I know. I watched Winter Soldier. I watched all Captain America though, oh. minus uh, Civil War. It's not oh, well, <laughs> Black Panther and Doctor Strange. Civil War is definitely crucial though. To be fair though, Doctor Strange is so so big of a character that very it was needed for him to have an origin movie, obviously. But if he didn't have that movie, he would still feel like such a big deal in this movie. Oh yeah. Because yeah. he was just, he just... I was surprised, uh, yeah, how, how much of a big player he was. I wasn't because I knew that's how it was on the comics. I just hoped they did it justice, and they did. Yeah, I mean, the one thing that get... Because I was like, oh yeah, I watched Doctor Strange, and the one thing that gave it away is like how his sidekick sounded. I was like, why does he sound like that? He's like, you do watch <laughs> Doctor Strange. <laughs> <laughs> so I couldn't even fool him on that front, because I was like, wait. Yeah. In the comics, when Thanos... I forget which version of the Infinity Hole situation it was. I don't remember if it was the original one, just called Infinity. or inf- I, for- I don't know which one it was, but apparently... Yeah, there are different adaptations, because you know how comics be. Oh, yeah. But uh, I think it might have been the original one. When Thanos got to Earth, or whatever, or was starting his plan, he was like, okay, the first threat I'm going to need to body is Doctor Strange. <laughs> <laughs> he just had a checklist? Pretty much, because Doctor Strange is a serious problem for him. I actually, yeah, because he one of you won him late in the movie when he went yeah. full on octopus mode. That was that was awesome. I love that. Oh, the thing is, that was one of the moments in which I had to keep from flying out of my seat. The, the only thing is that there might be an explanation to this. You might have it, but um, <laughs> you know, at the end of Doctor Strange, he's using the the time stone. Like, I, I Dormammu, I'd like to make a bargain. Whatever it was. Yeah. On a bargain. Why didn't he do that with Thanos? Just annoy him out of existence. I thought the same thing, but I don't remember why. Because like, I'm just, pretty sure... Because a lot of people ask that question, and I don't remember what the answer was. Because somebody answered it on the internet, and I don't remember if it made sense or not, but I, I kind of thought the, the same internet. thing. I'm like, wasn't the fact that it wasn't a part of the one like probability chance that they beat Thanos? Well, Maybe, but how would that possibly fail? Time. Maybe Thanos would just literally keep doing it forever because Thanos is that. <laughs> he just keep beating them once every every single time. He probably would because they because they had that whole talk about determination, and he was like, Thanos was the most determined like person. It was to the point where I I noticed several like parallels between Thanos and Captain America in their personality. Well, I mean, Captain America didn't chuck his daughter off a cliff. Well, no, he could have. He's not a psychopath. That's the main difference. But <laughs> they both 
Thanos is a prime example of why Captain America's original arc Civil War was wrong. How's that? So you know how Captain America had the whole our our hands are the safest hands thing? Right. That's how Thanos thought. And he was strong enough to back it up. But the problem is he was, he was a freaking psychopath. <laughs> the, yeah, the, the thing with Thanos was he was more of I take action to correct others and uh, Cap was more of we take our action to defend others. So I guess like yeah. I can see the parallels, but just like the levels of determination and their willingness to break the rules and they're like both of them thinking that somehow they have the right to because they're the most morally correct. That's where they both share similarities. They both take a lot of pride in their morals and they think nobody else can be right. So they should, so because they're strong enough, they should be able to do whatever. It's just cap happens to basically to be a, a good human on the basic level. And Thanos doesn't. <laughs> well, he's not a human, but you know. Yeah, you can put those parallels, and I think they might have they might have done that on purpose, just to have a villain. Because I think it's a good thing to have a villain that like kind of parallels the hero, but like this yeah. is what you could be, and you know, have a you know have an interesting villain, which is what people would complain about in Marvel movies. Yeah. Um, I think they did a really good job with Thanos. Yeah, he is the first villain. To have, he's actually the only villain to have the most screen time out of any character in any Marvel film. Yeah, this man, I was actually scared for the Avengers whenever he was walking up. <laughs> like, because, like, before you're just like, you're waiting for the fight and you're like, come on, let's get to that main fight at the end. Let's see what's about to happen. Here is like, nah, <laughs> run. You just want to dodge every fight. Yeah, no, I, I was surprised that the, the Avengers were getting trounced in the first fight in New York. Uh, with the yeah. the Black Order, that's what they're called. Oh, I love that scene so much. Spider Man's entrance was pretty good though. Like, yeah, you're gonna sock him in the face, and Spider Man just catches it. It's like, what are you doing? Yeah. It's like I was on a field trip. <laughs> oh my gosh! Another thing I loved is how they didn't they didn't overuse the villain, and by I don't mean by screen time. I mean like so, so sometimes in a movie they'll introduce a villain immediately. And then they'll try to give, like, every hero in the movie a very personal reason for fighting. I like that they kept him far away from, like, people like Captain America and stuff, so that the only people who were, like, incredibly emotionally charged in the situation were people who were actually affected by him already. That way, like, when Captain America, like, for instance, in the end, they didn't make a big, too big of a deal of Captain America fighting Thanos because it wouldn't make sense. Because Captain America hasn't even... Thanos hasn't done anything that directly affected Captain America yet. Like, he's messed up Iron Man with the PTSD, and he and he's done stuff to Star-Lord and Gamora, but with Captain America, he saw him, and he was just like, eyes up, stay sharp, like he's just about to fight another villain. <laughs> Cat, yeah, Cap, Cap's part kind of... Well, he didn't really have a reason, like you said. You know, that's, a, that's kind of a difficult thing to tackle, because... I, I feel like they wanted to do more with Cap in this movie because they gave him like this huge yeah. entrance. Yeah. And then basically sideline of like, no, you're just going to hold his hand for a couple seconds at the end of the film. I'm really glad they did that though because they used Cap a lot, especially in Civil War because that was an event that heavily affected all the Avengers, but it was shown primarily from Captain America's perspective. So they're like, yeah, let's have him like kind of take a backseat. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, it was... I was kind of curious why they they underused him, but you know, it it is true that 
the ones like you said were emotionally charged had more of more opportunities to fight him yeah um because i don't well except for drax maybe drax yeah that thing was like he killed my family and then he just turns him into like sliced cheese the two most disappointing parts of the movie or actually i think the only two that actually disappointed me was what they did to my dude drax he should have had a one maybe they found a hard time trying to fit into the movie but he should have had a standoff with thanos because that's what he's known for in the comics and they built it up throughout the movies just to have it turn into a gag with him being put to sleep and falling. That really upset me. Well, he he participated in the in Star Lord's plan where he cracked him in the knee. After watching that movie multiple times, all all Drax did was slice him in the back of the knee. <laughs> That's all he did. That entire sequence. But is he like I, I haven't read him in the comics, but is he strong enough to go head head to head with Thanos? Uh, in the comics, Drax always clashes with Thanos, and it's always a decent fight, but he always loses until the one moment where he actually kills Thanos is when he is when Thanos is trying to help the good guy. I think a lot of I think Galactus also did that to Thanos. Like Thanos is like, yeah, I'm playing for the good team now, and Galactus just slaps him. <laughs> Galactus? Yeah, he ca- he came out of, he came out of nowhere. Just no, he's the uh, giant like. So, man, eater of worlds. The version of Galactus you're thinking about that's the cloud is the Fantastic Four 2 version that ruined it. Galactus is actually just a giant man because his true form is something that humans can't perceive. He just yeah, like, swallows worlds. <laughs> that's yeah. his whole gag. <laughs> well, I think we know who's going to be in Avengers 5. <laughs> oh, yeah, like, instead of, like, the entirety of the Marvel Universe colliding on Thanos, it's just Galactus and he just, just eats him. eating lunch, yeah. Oh, speaking of which, that was another interesting choice. The fact that they didn't have every Avenger fight Thanos uh, at the same time kind of made it perfect to me because it it probably would would have made it made Thanos seem too overpowered, and he's an overpowered character, and that seems hard to do. But just imagine if Thor and all the Guardians and Doctor Strange and Captain America all ran up on him at once. Yeah, it would be epic. Well, Avengers, but I feel like it wouldn't have the same effect. Avengers Four comes out next year. Yeah, that's probably what's about to happen. That's yeah. going to be the ending shot. Like a Captain Marvel, Thor, and Iron Man. Oh, shoot. That's going to be even more characters. Well, actually, yeah. Ant-Man this... and Hawkeye and Wasp? Well, also think about it. We lost 50% of the cast just off the back, by the way. So it isn't going to be 100% of all Marvel just running at Thanos throwing bodies at him until someone lands a lucky shot, preferably Thor. Yeah, I mean, but the thing... We're, so people call characters who were dead on the set of Avengers Four, though. Yeah. So well, there's probably going to be some time travel crap. You know, even if they don't come back. back, I don't think all of them are going to come back. For instance, some people like back. Vision, like Vision's dead. <laughs> <laughs> Vision got double murked. Loki got murked, and they made sure to let us know with Thanos saying no resurrections this time. <laughs> like, come on. How do you kill Loki, a man who's died and come back like two or three times in the whole universe? <laughs> and he's just like, no resurrections this time. Just stepping on the necks of all Loki fans. <laughs> I guess, Yeah, Loki had a huge following. Dude, they would, they would people not were crying die. about Loki. <laughs> were they really? Yeah. <laughs> not in the theater I went to. Oh, no, well, I didn't witness that in my theater oh. specifically. My theater was very calm considering that it was Infinity War. But some other theaters I heard people were screaming and clapping. Oh, so like they're watching a Star Wars movie. Pretty much. Well, that's just bad theater etiquette. 
Well, some people like it, apparently. I would have preferred for my theater to get a little more hype because what ended up happening is I would have to, like, physically cover my mouth or just look like I'm having a stroke because there were times where I wanted to at least yell, like, yo, or something. Because, <laughs> like, when, when Thor came running through the six with the Bring Me Thanos, I almost yelled, but I had oh, to just kind of... That was... If they played the ah the Led Zeppelin song... Uh, when he was running, I would have jumped out of my seat. Uh, I wouldn't have liked it for the tone of this movie, but that would have been yeah. <laughs> Especially with the lightning game. coming off him and hitting yeah. the ground. And he got his eye back. That was the single best shot that Thor has ever had in any of his movies. Just, just him just jumping up with Stormbreaker. Like, the whole sky turned blue. <laughs> well, I mean, they already had the shield over it. Oh, wait, no, they turned it off at that point. They only turned off a uh, small portion of the shield. Oh. So, like, the rest of the shield was still going, but they're like, they might get behind us and kill our civilians. Oh, Let's yeah, Let's just yeah. fight them now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, I forgot. I forgot Black Panther was in the movie, actually. S- speaking of which, like, that fight, I mean, I've seen a lot of army battles, like, yeah. you know, be drone out and really bad, but they kept it really good pace, their characters utilize their abilities way correctly. I'm, I'm super sad. They underused the crap out of Hulk. Hulk was like, no, yeah, I don't want to be in this movie. <laughs> that was the most disappointing thing. Even more disappointing about Dread than well, I mean, about it makes sense. the Hulk. Get his the the crappy out of him. That's not how Hulk works, though. Yeah, Hulk doesn't get scared. That stuff motivates him and pisses him off and makes him want to beat the crap out of somebody they did more. It to make you fear Thanos. That's why I think. I think maybe they decided to cut him for some other reasons. I don't know, because I, it just made me sad. <laughs> but, you know, I I also didn't expect... I expected all those alien things with the four arms to just be fodder. But they wouldn't know Chitauri. <laughs> the Chitauri in Avengers 1, they were just there to get wrecked. <laughs> but, like, these things, like, right before uh, Thor came in, they was just throwing him around. Like, I saw them take Black Panther by the leg and throw him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they would have they got malted had the Thor didn't show up. Things had too many arms. Yeah, the thing is, I can remember what they look like. The, the Chitauri, I don't remember really what they look like at all. The Chitauri felt irrelevant. <laughs> yeah, they were kind of generic. But they were meant to be. That was the Avengers team-up movie. Not big bad villain. This was movie. the Kill Avengers movie, so these guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they they had to inject the roids into them for this one. Yeah. And I'm so glad they got somebody like Josh Brolin to do this for Thanos because in the comics Thanos just was like, "I'm gonna destroy the universe" type dude, just running around yelling like, "Witness my power" type of stuff. That would that would have been so annoying if Avengers died to that. <laughs> <laughs> Just like another generic, like, what was I'm it? strong. <laughs> it's like he, I, you remember him. Like I don't remember. I had to be reminded that there was a villain in Thor too. Like in this yeah. movie, you remember Thanos. Yeah, it was actually sure a meme remember. about about MCU villains because of that. Yeah, well, they they make sure you remember him because at the end they're like, no one's coming back. Thanos is coming back in Avengers Four. They're like Thanos will return. I think uh, probably the best thing about the characterization of Thanos is they made him so dynamic. He felt like an actual like being, and he he played it perfectly. We saw the him acting, cry. 
Yeah, it was superb. Like, who in the world, who in the right mind would ever think about writing, okay, Thanos is going to cry? How in the world? In his first movie, he shows that he has a god complex. He shows his rageful side. He shows the side that he thinks is reasonable. And then he shows to kill your daughter and cry about it. <laughs> yeah, well, well they, they, they portrayed not only his relationship with Gamera, but Gamera's relationship with him and how, you know, what their dynamic is, why they don't, why well, the specific reason Gamora hates him. Yeah. Like, they developed so much with that character, I, which actually, to be honest, I didn't actually expect. Yeah. And can we talk about the fact that Captain America is ridiculously strong? Oh my god. <laughs> he takes, like, Thanos' right hook that destroyed Hulk, and he's, like, holding it up. <laughs> yeah, so, just, that's what tripped me out. I did, like, I thought it was cool the first time I saw it, but then, like, the second time, and then the time when I was watching with, with Ricky, I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> Let me get this straight. First of all, he's the only one in that final scene to get up from being one-shot. All the other Avengers just get one shot by Thanos. Even Black Panther, he gets the vibranium purpleness punched out of his suit, <laughs> and then Captain America walks up and just gets hit with the power stone, and then gets back up to hold back the gauntlet that has all six stones in it. <laughs> gets right hooked, and is still the first one up at the end of the movie to see people fading. He's still the first one up and walking. <laughs> He took a right hook to the chin from Thanos. <laughs> Excuse me? I mean, he must have been roiding up during his two years away. Like, I, I don't... Like, I, I still think that, that Thanos was uh, was playing with him when he was just kind of... When Cap was holding his hand. Because you can kind of... Was that in the was that in the movie or was that in the trailer where Thanos is like looking at him? Kinda like, yeah. What do you think you're doing? Who do you think you are? Well, the what it looked like to me was that originally he thought he was just going to like paint him down and just one-shot him with that hand. But to me, the look on his face looked more like, why is he not, like... Why is he not, like, um... Flattened. Yeah, like, why is he not dead? Why is he holding back six Infinity Stones? Because if you notice, he still didn't use only one hand. <laughs> Cap made him have to, use, have to use his other one just to knock him out the way. Because he was not finna let go of that gauntlet. And Thanos was, like, looking at him like, who is this kid? And he was like, oh, wait, why is this kid? <laughs> My second favorite line. <laughs> the, 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 the why is Gamera line? Oh, <laughs> I thought that's what you were making an allusion to. I for, I forgot about that. You can't forget about that. Like the like Drax, you can't deny he was hilarious. He oh, was. Yeah, I I actually I hate Drax's moments like that. Like one of my favorite parts in the movie was when he was standing still. <laughs> but like, if they balance it out, like they do with. Look, plenty of other characters. Like, Iron Man has funny moments, but at the same time, he's freaking Iron Man. I feel like Iron Man's been getting progressively, like, I don't know, just upset, sad as the movies go on. Yeah. Oh, that's what I was going to say about uh, Star-Lord, or what I was saying earlier. So, this movie, he kind of went through a similar thing that Iron Man did. He had his breakdown in Civil War. So, like, you know how um, in, in Civil War, basically what happens to Iron Man is across the movies before it, he loses faith in everything that kept his character going in the first place. He was proud of his weapons and his armor, and he was proud of his, like, smartness. But then aliens happened, and he was like, okay, this is out of my league. He tried to make something bigger and ended up making Ultron. So he lost all trust in himself, and then he wanted to sign over to the Accords, which is something Iron Man would have never done in the like in his, like, first or second movie. 
So with Star-Lord, the only thing he had trust in is the Guardians and his own, like, ability to come up with plans and get out of stupid situations. But then he just loses both his dads in the last movie. The closest person to him is Gamora, and he loses her after being, like, persuaded to kill her himself. And then she just leaves and then actually does die. And then nobody listens to him, and he loses half his team. So he basically had the same kind of breakdown Iron Man did when he attacked Winter Soldier. I never thought of it like that. There, there was there was that all no feeling when you when when uh Peter is taunting uh Thanos. Yeah. <laughs> Peter get progressively more angry. You're like, oh, they're not gonna get this gauntlet off him, are they? Yeah. You're just like, wait. I was so confused when they made it that far because I was like, wait, <laughs> no, they didn't. He didn't even like get to Captain America yet. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> Yeah, that's the thing about trailers. Like, you're waiting for the scene to happen. But I, I got to say, they did a good job of hiding things in the trailers. Because, mm-hmm. like, uh, <clears throat> Hulk, that shot where he's, uh, you know, running through the forest. Yeah. That never happened. And also the, the shot where uh, Spider-Man's just flipping through the six at the end of the trailer. That was actually him with all the, like, spider legs out when he was catching everybody. He was like, oh, yeah. sorry, I can't remember everybody's name. They edited all of that out. <laughs> Yeah, no, I liked the Iron Spider reveal. I, like, yeah, that I was knew, sick. It was, I didn't know he was going to have the legs. Like, I knew he was going to have, like, the armor and whatever, but I didn't Neither know he was going to be full of Iron Spider. I mean, I don't know if he had that in the original comics. I'm, I'm, I guess he did. I don't know. I knew he had the Iron Spider suit in the original or in the comics at, at some point in time. But, like, during the Infinity War arc. Oh, not in the original one. Nah, he was just regular Spider-Man. Yeah. Spider-Man was like he was there. He was, he was good old Spider-Man. Yeah, he I was really ca- I was glad that they didn't overuse him because I expected them to overuse Captain America and Spider-Man and they actually toned them down a lot for the sake of not doing that. But Spider-Man was still like a very like a pretty big part of stuff. Well, his thing his thing in his movie was he wants to you know protect people. So yeah. I think they're kind of driving that home in this one, where he's he's busy saving people while while Tony's the one one v oneing uh, uh Thanos. Yeah, he actually saved everybody when when Quill was being stupid, and when Thanos like came back up. The only reason everybody else was still alive was because Spider Man was flipping around. Yeah, he was even the only person to get a hold of the Infinity Gauntlet, uh, and he actually got it off of Thanos's hand. So yeah. He- Closest to saving everyone, but then he just gets bopped in the face and he's just out. Yeah, he just do anything wrong in this movie. He actually, yeah, he he saved Mantis because Mantis got flown like twenty miles out. When as soon as like Quill made Thanos snap out of it, he grabbed Mantis and just flung her. I was like, whoa. I the only thing I thought was a little bit of overkill was when um he got mad and chucked the moon at Iron Man. <laughs> That was amazing. My man got angry and grabbed a moon. <laughs> like what? <laughs> I'd hate to see him like actually outburst angry because with the with the Infinity Gauntlet. But yeah, Iron Man. I, I I don't know. I know he Iron survived a punch from the Power Stone, but could he really survive a full moon toppling on top of him? Well, to be fair, Thanos didn't throw the entire moon. He broke part of it part of it and like sent it down in pieces i mean that's, and that's, used, that's still a moon it's oh, inefficient yeah. because it's like oh wait he's iron man he'll just go mock two around the stones and just dodge them all 
Well, he got hit by one of them, but it was before his suit was, like, broken off of him, so he didn't just die. Well, he, no, because he got up, he wasn't like, I got hit by a moon. He was like, no, I, oh, yeah. he was just like, off. he was just like, because he only got hit by a small section of the moon, remember? He was dodging him, and then he, like, caught that one and tried to push it upward, and it just kind of hit him. <laughs> I, wait, I thought Titan was a moon. Wait, so no, no, no. Titan's a planet. He grabbed the moon, one of the moons I of Titan. Titan was a, was a moon from Saturn, or Jupiter. It's a... It is a real moon uh, oh, from Jupiter. Yeah, yes, but the but Titan the... that he was on is just a whole planet in a different part of the universe. Oh, okay. Or galaxy or whatever. I don't know. And you can tell the difference because Titan and its real-life counterpart is actually blue in color. In comparison, you had an orange landscape. <laughs> you, you cut. You literally get a cut from like, yep, this is a nice little world. People are walking around. It's like nice and sunny. There's fountains. And then it's just a wasteland. <laughs> Then the purple dude shows up. Freaking Thanos. <laughs> Looking like somebody took a dagger to his chin. I must have missed something. Was there a reason he went to Titan? That might have been the time I went to the restroom. I honestly don't remember why Thanos knew to go to Titan. I knew that they knew he was going to Titan already. And that's why they went there. Because I remember Iron Man deciding to go to, uh, to take the ship to Titan instead of... Um, Instead of to back to Earth, yeah, because they knew Thanos was going there, and he was like, "We need to fight him on his own turf and catch him off guard." And the Guardians also knew he was going to Titan because that's where they planned to go in the first place to fight him. But I, well, they actually planned to go to nowhere, but, but he just kind of bodied everybody there. But I don't remember why he, uh, Thanos was going to Titan. <laughs> he just kind of showed up there and was like, "Hello." CJ, CJ just said it was because Ebony Maw was supposed to get the Time Stone and bring it to Titan. And he didn't know that Ebony Maw died, so he thought Maw oh, would just spring. Oh, that makes sense. That's why when Thanos saw Doctor Strange, he was like, so then the Maw must be dead. Yeah. Is that Squidward? Yeah. The psychic guy? Yeah. Man, Doctor Strange got bodied by him. Surprise. <laughs> And the comics, it was even worse, because in the comics, Ebony Maw just straight-up brainwashes Doctor Strange, and Doctor Strange ends up becoming, like, a sleeper agent for Thanos. <laughs> At least in one version of the comics. I don't know if it was the original Infinity story, but one of them. That would have been really interesting to see. That would have been too much. <laughs> just imagine. Like, everybody would have just got slapped. I mean, I don't think it's out of the ballpark. They already snapped Loki's neck and made, the, made Hulk scared. Yeah, but Doctor Strange, he would have just killed half the Aven- half the Avengers. <laughs> yeah, he he does. He has a lot of powers. Why didn't he just uh, snap up Thanos' arm uh, like he did to the big guy? Like well, just hand through a portal and then uh, close it. He couldn't have done that once he got the Infinity Gauntlet because I think with the Infinity Gauntlet he could just like he had space, so he could just close the portal or. Uh... Yeah. Uh... Position. There's just so many outs for him, too, because he could just use power to override the power. He had uh, reality, could have just made him float away, or he's he had a lot. He had way too many answers for him to just yeah. do something simple like that. If they'd have managed to fight Thanos before he had as many stones as he did, it would have been much easier. It, it wouldn't be a really action-packed movie if they just didn't let him have what he wanted. <laughs> <laughs> I also, I didn't expect to like the I mean, actually, no. So, at the beginning of the movie, I didn't expect to like the music choice that much. Because some of the music 
I love when they brought back the old Avengers theme, like with the Bring Me Thanos part and the um and when Captain America showed up at the train station. Oh. But there are certain other parts where I thought the music would sound a little sounded a little too happy or like campy or whatever. But in hindsight, it was perfect because for one, I don't think people would have been been able to I don't think people could have emotionally handed the music if it had a freaking Hans Zimmer soundtrack. <laughs> and then also at the end when they just completely cut the soundtrack and just literally reduced it all to just wind in the background when everybody was fading and everything, it wouldn't have felt the same if the soundtrack had already been serious the whole time. Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't be the same if they had like a sad violin. or Yeah, and the fact that they, like, I mean, they'd be it would be a bad choice to not do this, so I kind of figured, but when they kept the Wakanda theme in, and then also the Guardians, like, part when they showed them and they were playing his Walkman, or, well, it wasn't his Walkman because that got broken, but yeah. his old music and stuff, that was sick. Yeah, I, when, when uh, the 80s music started playing, and they pan over the ship, you're like, okay, yeah, this is where the Guardians come in. Those, yeah. Because they always have that same entrance in every movie. I actually heard a few of the people in, the, in my theater, like, say something. Or like make a noise when that happened. I was like, finally, some people are alive. <laughs> well, I mean, they're not anymore. Rocket's the only one left. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> I meant, I meant, um, like people in my theater. <laughs> Dude, everyone in your theater is like, I don't feel so good. Then everyone just drifts away. <laughs> yeah, no, only half the theater. There were these kids next to me. They were messed up at the end of the movie. <laughs> Like, this girl was just sitting there with her popcorn, just looking around. I was like... <laughs> what do I do with my life? Can we talk about the end shot real quick, where it's just Thanos looking up to the sunset? Just... Yeah. And a tent. It just has the nerve to smile. <laughs> and the music went from, like, sad to, like, slowly happy. <laughs> I'm like, frick off. I mean, but it is what he was going to, like, he said, like, okay, I'm going to eliminate half of the universe, and then I'm just going to go out, get myself a tent, and then smile at the sunset. Yeah, he did exactly what he said he was going to do. Yeah, he, he just won the game. Yeah, he, he won. He he deserves his uh, his little rest. Also, in the comics, he actually does sit down and smile at the sunset like that, but it was after he got tired of trying to take over, trying to, like, do stuff, because he kept... He kept almost succeeding and then getting slapped at the last second. And once he got tired of it, he decided to sit down and look at the sunset. <laughs> and he just quit. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad they made the changes they did because apparently, I think in the original Infinity story, he finds out that the reason why he kept losing was because subconsciously um, he didn't think he deserved the power he was trying to get. So he would just sabotage himself. And I'm like, what? <laughs> dumb. <laughs> Imagine that happening in the movie. <laughs> That'll be nasty. But he does it so elaborately that he doesn't know. Like he just kind of forgets it. So Pretty he'll like much. Ah. An antagonist a character that, that sabotages himself. Yeah. I was like, if that were to happen in the movie <laughs> nasty. Yeah, had to hot fix that real quick. Just get that out of there. Also, they gave Thanos like a sort of honor code. Because I always wondered if he, if because in the in in the in the original Infinity story in the comics, literally two volumes in, he snaps his finger and kills half the universe for the main fight. 
And I'm like, if he could do that this whole time, what stopped him from just snapping and disintegrating the Avengers every time he saw them? Like, he would have to have some sort of we reasoning for not wanting to kill everyone. We would have a two-minute a two move, uh, two minutes short of Thanos just snapping his fingers. Yeah. So I was like, what reason does he have to not just kill everyone? I mean, you have people like Doctor Strange that can hopefully just reverse what he does. I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a Doctor Strange expert, but... It, there seems like there's a lot of stuff they haven't explored yet with that character. That yeah, uh, it's it's kind of underwhelming. I would say like I expected him to be so much more powerful. Thanos okay. snapped and disintegrated the soundtrack. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I was like, wait a minute, what did the sound just cut off right there? And then I just see like, oh, uh, Takala, and then he's just like, ah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I didn't think they, I thought they were going to kill off her. I didn't think they were going to kill off. Uh, they did that on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> they did that on purpose. They know they did. Like, because his movie is still in theaters. There's still going to be a Black Panther too. Also, the Black Panther movie's still in theaters. Yeah, they killed him up already. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> there might still be some lazy buttholes who didn't even see Black Panther yet. He's <laughs> just. Like, yeah, that's kind of strange, man. Weird. But that's why nobody expected it. No, after Infinity War shipped out, they shipped out a new version of Black Panther. It's just a pile of dust. Hey, so it wasn't even Thanos smiling at the end that made me mad. You know when it says Infinity War after that? And then they just have the title fade into dust? <laughs> like, come on now. They knew. Yeah, it's not even the Avengers will be back. It's Thanos will return. Yeah, that was the first time they did that with a villain. So, like, normally, like, when Black Panther appeared in Civil War, like, at the end, they had Black Panther will return. And everyone's like, oh, that means there's going to be a Black Panther movie. Here, they're like, nah, (laughs) the villain will return. Yeah, we're getting a Thanos movie. (laughs) We're not getting a villain who's made up to be a big deal and then loses a movie. (laughs) I'm looking at you, Ultron. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, they can't have Ultron and Thanos coexist. That would be too much. Yeah, that would be dumb. Imagine. <laughs> Imagine, what if they had kept Ultron alive and then killed him off in the beginning of Civil War? You know what would have been cool? If if Ultron was still alive, and then he fights Thanos and just dies. Oh, too much. No. <laughs> yeah, they, they wouldn't be able to fit that into the movie. No, because, because then one of them, they still have to deal with the victor. Yeah, the movie, the movie would be too long. They actually already had to cut. Because, you know, um, you remember Guardians 1? So, remember how the Power Stone got given to them after that final fight with Ronan? Right. Yeah. Well, the reason why Thanos has the Power Stone at the beginning of this movie when he, like, already beat up Thor in them is because, like Thor said later when he was talking to the Guardians, he just straight up ran up on uh, Xandar and just bodied the place and took the stone. Yeah, he, he beat up the Collector. No, no, no. That was the, that was the uh, reality stone. I'm talking about the stone that he already had at the beginning of the movie. Wait, but but I thought that um Wait, the Guardians had the reality stone too? No, no, no. Well, that no. was the collector. Didn't they the collect didn't they go to the collector for some reason in the first movie? <laughs> they went to the collector at some point in the first Guardians movie, but not with the stone. Oh. The reality stone was given to the collector by uh Lady Sif and the Warriors 3 way back in Thor the Dark World because the reality stone was the Aether, that thing that possessed Jane Foster and the thing that that dark elf villain that that movie yeah a lot of people a lot of people don't (laughs) that was one of the worst mcu villains but 
the Aether was the thing that guy was trying to use. That itself was the reality stone. But the purple stone that Thanos already had in the very first scene, the reason he had it was because he took it from Xandar. Because that was the same stone that uh, Quill held in his hand, and they were confused as to why he was alive. Oh, yeah. And they're originally going to show Thanos, like, wrecking all of Xandar, but they have to cut out the movie because it would have made it even longer. And also, I mean, there's no... wrecked enough people for one movie. Yeah, there's enough. <laughs> there was enough of that. On a side note, I find it curious they just kind of killed off the Warriors 3 in Ragnarok. Just yeah, I didn't like that. Absolutely. I didn't like... Right! I... Because, I, like... Like, we didn't even get a good look at it. Like, I saw her stab two guys... And then I remember the last guy with the chain on the ball, the ball on the chain. And then I looked it up later and it was like, wait a second, those guys were the Warriors 3? Yeah. Like, they they were close friends of, of Thor. Like, that should have been a bigger deal than that. Yeah, he didn't Oh, yeah, that's right. He didn't care. Like, they, the reason I didn't even notice was because they never brought it up in the movie. That yeah, it just kind of happened. Yeah. And that was my problem with the director of uh, Thor Ragnarok. He wanted to make a comedy movie. So there are moments in the movie that should have felt more serious, but he decided to yeah. just... And, like, it was mm-hmm. weird because action-wise, the movie was beautifully directed. Mm-hmm. Like, it had some of the best shots in the whole, like, Marvel thing. Well, any shot with, the, with Rainbow Road is going to be a good one. Would you describe it as a movie that someone who hasn't seen it should go and see it? Yes. Yeah. It's definitely good. It's like, oh, dang it. <laughs> but it's just certain aspects of it just got like memed. Ironic. I actually liked that was the best Hulk has been in any movie because he wasn't just some mindless thing just flopping around and only getting brought out when somebody does some mind voodoo stuff and it makes a good fight. Because before the first two Avengers movie, he was literally Hulk was only utilized when, when the directors thought it would make a good fight, but Hulk himself had no kind of development. And no, like, clear reasoning. It's just like, oh, he's Hulk. He's fighting the Avengers this time. Oh, wait. Now he wants to help them. Oh, now he's mind control. Look at him go. Yeah, and then in Ragnarok, you see that he he sees the Avengers as co-workers and, like, peers that yeah. he, wants to, he wants the approval of. That's, yeah, because... That's confusing. I, I think the re- Well, they explained it in Ragnarok because remember at the end of Age of Ultron how he flew away in the plane? Yeah. The reason why he ignored, like, Black Widow and left is because he got tired of having to be Bruce Banner. And because he stayed as Hulk for two years straight without turning back into Bruce Banner, his personality got to develop, which is why he talks now. Well, but the thing is, it's like it's the problem you brought up. In the first two Avengers, he was just kind of like an angry monster. And yeah. At the, at, the end of, at the end of Ultron, suddenly he's able to stay in the plane and be Hulk without turning back. Like, well... Was that he just needed Black Widow to turn back? That's the only thing he ever needed. Well, at the beginning of Age of Ultron, they show that Hulk's personality had evolved a little bit to the point where he could function in the team, but he still wasn't really capable of communicate communicating accurately. And Black Widow, because of her connection with Bruce Banner, was able to calm him down into going back into into uh, Bruce Banner. Because like at the beginning fight when they were fighting the Hydra people at that base. Yeah. After he was rampaging, he was just kind of standing there, and then Black Widow came and touched his hand and calmed him down or whatever, and he turns back. Yeah, and sing a little song. <laughs> I loved how Thor kept trying to do that to calm him down. 
Bruce is like, what are you doing? Stop singing. Oh, Thor was such a jerk to to Bruce in that movie. He's like he he told he told Hulk like, oh no no I like you better, and then he goes to Bruce and he's like, no I hate Hulk I love you. Well, you know, desperate measures. But the the thing about Hulk, like I'm okay with what they did to him in Infinity War. Like yeah, it would have been cool to not been lied to in the trailer, but apparently apparently. Mark Ruffalo wanted a Hulk movie, and he was like, this, yeah. is the, this is the development that would have played out in this Hulk movie, and he told the Russos, and um, and then they were like, that's cool, or we could just break that up and do it across three movies, which will be Ragnarok, uh, Infinity Infinity War, and Avengers 4. Yeah, uh, and, and they decided the to take one of those movies and have Hulk just not exist. Yeah, but I mean, it's part of his development. I'm sure we're going to see him in Avengers 4. Yeah, I can't wait, because in Avengers 4, he's about to do something. I better <laughs> get a Hulk smash. I need him to actually say the words Hulk smash. I need him to take both of his fists <laughs> and just pound the ground or somebody. No, what they're going to do is be like, Hulk smash. You could be like, no! <laughs> No. <laughs> Big monster. <laughs> I love Bruce Banner's reaction to that, by the way. He's like, all right, you big baby. I'll do it myself. <laughs> Freaking socks the guy in the face with one arm. Yeah. I'm not yeah. going to lie. I, I've grown to love Mark Ruffalo's Bruce Banner. So I, I was glad that we got to see a good amount of that. But I didn't see the need for them to eliminate Hulk from their entire movie. Well, it's either one or the other. Well, they could do it like a normal Hulk situation where he has a good amount of time as both. They even did that well in, in um, Ragnarok. Well, Ragnarok had some weird power scaling, though. He's over there flipping <laughs> wolves, giant wolves, and then he gets beat up by Thanos. Well, Thanos is, one, is way stronger than Fenris. Really? Yeah. Thanos is one of the strongest... At the time that... As soon as he... He's already one of the strongest... Uh, Beings in the galaxy, which is why he can... I mean, the universe, which is why he can touch the Infinity Stones with his hands and not be affected. But once he got even just two of the stones, he that's what uh, that's what Banner said when he dropped down and talked to uh, Strange and them. He was like, he has two Infinity Stones, which already makes him the most powerful being in the universe, pretty much. Yeah, so but that yeah. means something when Iron Man go 1v1 him. Yeah, Thanos can... Thanos could slap Fenris. <laughs> <clears throat> no, I think I, I think that the they're gonna finish some development. Yeah, no doubt. Hulk is about to be. Ooh, I'm kind of hyped now. We won't even get a trailer yet. Well, we know we're gonna get um some development finished because uh half these guys ain't coming back after Avengers four. So yeah. Ooh, <laughs> I feel like yo, I can't wait to see what Captain Marvel can do. Because apparently she's literally one of the strongest people in all of Marvel Comics. She's possibly stronger than Doctor Strange, apparently. So she's like the uh, the Shazam of Marvel. Like, she could, she could literally just, like, fight Thanos, apparently. <laughs> see, that's, that's my problem. Like, I got nothing against Captain Marvel. I think uh, it would be cool to see, like, a, like a traditional kind of superhero... Uh, character in the Marvel Universe. My only problem is that they they bring in this like infinitely powerful character in the last act, like in the last act of their MCU um, 
thing. And instead of having all these characters that have kind of been built up to beat Thanos, they just kind of pull out a character who's super powerful and have have her solve the problem. That's well, she's not going to beat Thanos by herself, well, and she's going to get her own movie before that. So yeah. she'll have some development, like like everybody else, like how Doctor Strange had one movie. She'll have a movie like that, and also, I, I'm sure they're going to nerf her somewhat because they always have to change the power scaling of people when they bring them from comics because the comics are the type of like, when you deal with comic books, you can literally open a comic book and just be like, oh, Captain America just killed all the Avengers by himself with his bare fists. <laughs> but, or Batman like, can take on the Justice League. Like, stupid stuff like that can happen in comics. Yeah. Like, comics are too crazy, so everybody has to be changed or nerfed in some way when you bring them into the movies. Otherwise, nothing makes sense. Even Thanos is, is slightly is a bit less powerful than he is on the comics because... It was just ridiculous. Well, I think, yeah, I think it's good they do change the power scalings because then otherwise you'd end up with a movie like Justice League. (laughs) 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 Actually, in Justice League, they probably had the opposite power. I think they nerfed every single character except Wonder Woman. (laughs) No, listen, they Superman was all natural and that was a problem. Superman was CGI faced because they freaking reshot the entire movie when he had a mustache. Uh, you know, I didn't have a problem with that initially. It was only when I saw scenes uh, later after they released, I was like, yeah, that doesn't look natural. <laughs> I don't like that. My man appeared saying, I believe in truth. <laughs> but I'm also a pretty big fan of justice. I, I cringed out of myself. I like that is not what Snyder meant for this. It's not. Joss Whedon made it like I, I, he did what he could. I'm not blaming the guy. Joss Whedon was put in a terrible situation. Yeah, he's an Avengers director, and they pulled him out of thin air to try to do a Justice League film. Like I would be fine with make, watching him make a purely Superman movie, but not. I wouldn't that though. Was half made by Snyder to make, be a serious movie. Yeah, because, like, I honestly love Man of Steel still. Steel still. I, I still love Man of Steel. Man of Steel. <laughs> I really like the way Snyder handled it. The only problem, like, I I didn't once feel that Superman was just corny in Man of Steel. He was a little bland yeah. at times, and it felt like they started developing him and then just skipped a beat and then tried to start again. He's a flying piece of cardboard. But I didn't. But I never felt like he was corny until freaking Man of Steel. I mean, <laughs> Justice League. Just had to go freaking... I mean, at least at least they were faithful to how the character would be. Uh, because he's not Batman. Uh, well, no. But Batman doesn't crack jokes every five seconds. <laughs> and Batman has been underused for like... Every single movie, or like they didn't keep him true to the roots of him being Batman. Like I understand, like cinematic wise, like oh yeah, you want a really good fight, but Batman is supposed to just be like kicking down doors, taking out like people left and right, and then it gets this to the final the boss, and they last like five seconds. This is the thing. Snyder could have done it because I'm honestly gonna say, as much as I love the Dark Knight trilogy, that fight sequence when he went to save Superman's mom and Batman versus Superman. Even though it ruined the pacing of the movie where they went with it, 
because they just had a freaking team up in the like second half of the movie, even though they were just trying to kill each other. That scene in itself was a better action se- fight sequence than all of the Nolan trilogy. Like that right there felt like the Batman from comics that will punch through a wall Except and break somebody's teeth. He, like killed everyone. That's well, he didn't kill anyone in that scene. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, he smacked a guy against the wall. There was a considerable amount of blood on that wall. But the thing is, that used to happen in the comics, though. Like, if you've ever read, like, modern Batman comics, even some of the old ones, like, when he's punching people, there's plenty of blood, especially if it's the Joker. Yeah, well, I mean, he... Like, that, it's, it's, he's it's known for, from like, in the face. comics, he will beat the crap out of you. He, he will beat you within an inch of death, but not kill you and remain morally good in his eyes. <laughs> but, but there's a difference between his fist going against their face and a whole crate being flown at their head against Yeah, the that dude, I don't know about that dude. I think, <laughs> I think he gone. Because that dude, that crate... <laughs> that, he made, I don't think he's walking home after that one. And I love how he just came through the floor. But we're talking about a whole different yeah, I know. universe. <laughs> gotta make a whole Justice League podcast. <laughs> yeah. I'd have to see Justice League. God dang it. <laughs> um, I mean, I told myself when I like watched the last couple bits of uh, DC movies in comparison to Marvel movies, DC just is slacking. Like They're yeah. not utilizing the writers to their fullest potentials. They're not utilizing their actors and characters. They're firing people and reshooting movies. <laughs> movie before even introducing Robin. Honestly, I think that could be a good call, but if but I would only trust it if it wasn't DC. <laughs> the, well, the only one of the one of the big reasons Infinity War succeeded was because they had ten years of buildup, and you got to see these characters grow and change. Like you said with Iron Man, how he changed, um, yeah, from being cocky to being like you know really paranoid, depressed, <laughs> depressed and paranoid. See, DC doesn't have ten years to spare because they're not going to be able to make the same amount of money. Because when Marvel did it, they came out of nowhere, did unexpectedly well, and made a ton of money so that they were able to do 10 years of development and able to put out movies, multiple movies every single year and have them all be successful. Yeah, they play. DC well. can't afford that. <laughs> well, yeah, the thing is, they're trying to be Marvel. They can't be Marvel. It, it, and it's DC. I honestly blame half of DC's failure on the fans because so many DC fans are pissed that DC isn't as good as, as, as Marvel. And then so many Marvel fans like to hate on DC and compare it instead of letting them go at their own pace and do their own thing. Yeah, what's with the whole Marvel versus DC? It's st- like, I, I enjoy both. It's I, just the classic it, rivalry. You know, it's, like, just like, it's just like Fortnite and PUBG. Like, as soon as two things come out that are of the same like nature, even if they don't even want to compete, there's always going to be like buttholes trying to compare things and try to claim that anyone who likes the other is stupid. And it's just like... Yeah, the whole Sega versus Nintendo playground. If people were to just leave DC alone and let it work at its own pace, and if all the directors could get on their same page, or just have one director make every DC movie, they would be fine. <laughs> What's what they were doing? Zack Snyder was like the sole... Well, besides Wonder Woman... Yeah, Zack Snyder, Zack Snyder and Nolan were a big part of what made DC like matter in movies. Nolan got sidelined because he he didn't plan to make a DC when he made Batman, so he made a close ultra realistic story and screwed that over. Zack Snyder was my favorite person and the reason I was still watching DC and they fired him. 
I like how Zack Snyder actually paid attention to like the way the action scenes go. Like it's shot for shot, like a panel from the 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 comic books. Yeah, and he was known for that because that's what he did with his adaptation of Watchmen. But the the thing is, the only thing that I had a problem was with what he did was his interpretations of the characters, just how he would change. Like he would keep he would keep some things that were good, like the costumes. The costumes all looked amazing. Like Wonder yeah. was great, Superman was great. The best bat suit like in any movie. The only yeah. problem I had was the interpretations and the fact that he wanted to bring in a Dark Knight Returns Batman and use that to introduce the character. Yeah, that really, like, with Batman using the gun and, like, oh, just blowing stuff up and, like, running. Because at first I was like, okay, Batman used guns plenty of times, like, in his Batmobile and stuff. And so I was like, maybe he's just, like, trying to disable the car. Then I just see him running through the car and I'm like, oh, wait. They just see him straight up capping people. I'm like, wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it it does. It's not true. Like when you make him do stuff like kill people and use guns, it goes against the very fundamentals of what makes the character interesting. Is like he won't cross that line, and the whole the whole reason he does is because his parents were shot. So he's going to do the yeah. two things that the killer. He's not. He's not going to do the two things that the killer did: use guns yeah. and kill people. Were we ta- did we? Did we cover like pretty much everything in there's, there's Infinity one War? The, one last thing actually was uh the fact that the original, the OG Avengers, or the and Rocket were the last ones that were standing. Oh yeah, plus Rocket. Yeah. <laughs> Just Rocket from out of nowhere. Yeah, it's interesting. They they kill all the guardians except for the uh the bunny rabbit. Yeah, I didn't expect that at all. Like every single like Mantis, Drax, everybody. <laughs> I thought I thought maybe like they would kill half of them, but and and that goes for Nick Fury too. I didn't think they were gonna actually kill Nick Fury. That right there pretty much confirmed that at least some of them are coming back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Nick, it, it would it would suck if they turned around and said no, you can't you can't reanimate dust. These guys aren't coming back. And I don't know. They they are probably gonna do some of the time travel. I th- they're pretty much confirmed too because uh, on the set of Avengers Four. People saw Iron Man wearing a shield like outfit and Captain America wearing his old suit from the first Avengers movie. And they both had these weird like watch things on their wrists that looked like something. Captain America and also, wearing the Halloween. Also movie. Quicksilver was seen, who died way back in um Really? Age of Ultron. He Quicksilver was seen on the set. Oh. So they're gonna be doing some crazy stuff. Yeah. All speculation, of course. Like we, nothing is very set in stone until the movie comes out. Yeah, because oh, Marvel be lying. I wouldn't be surprised if they set up a whole fake set. Yeah, <laughs> just to throw us off. Just to stand around in costume. <laughs> Not even lying. In interviews, multiple of the cast members have said that they were given fake scripts when they asked for the whole script of the movie. Tom Holland. That's how. <laughs> that's how. That's how much Marvel ain't playing with these spoilers. Tom Holland. Oh um, yeah. <laughs> What was the meme with him? I, I don't remember. I mean, the one we were talking about is the fact that he just is a walking spoiler. <laughs> oh. Stupid stuff and spoiling stuff. Well, yeah. but Him and Mark Ruffalo. I to saw the point him. where when they're interviewed with other people, they just get interrupted. Like, there was a moment where it was, it was uh, Tom Holland and Benedict Cumberbatch, and he just interrupted as soon as Tom was asked the question because he knew he was going to spoil something. I know. Like, they have Benedict there to babysit him in every interview. Yeah. I saw the Mark Ruffalo interview, though. The interesting thing is that the plot was so crazy 
that the stuff, like if you watch those interviews, you can see what they spoiled, but you still wouldn't know what they're talking about until you watch the movie. What you mean, like the Infinity War, uh, Infinity War spoilers without context? Yeah. I mean, I I was already spoiled about the dust thing. So. Oh, you were. Yeah. Oh well, I mean, you can't really help it. There's three thousand memes about it now. Yeah. Well, I didn't, my know, f- I didn't know it was gonna be half the universe. Oh, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. So actually, a joke I did with my brother. Uh, after watching movie, because he's seen the memes too. So we were like, we were doing just random references or whatever. So we were just wrestling around. And I'm like. <laughs> Anakin, I have the high ground. He's like, no, you don't. And I'm like, I don't feel so good. He's like, Obi-Wan? Obi-Wan? <laughs> and it turns out he wants to kill Dark Palpatine now. <laughs> we just changed the whole plot of Star Wars by mixing it with Infinity War. God dang it. <laughs> you, know, you know, Disney could do that. They got all the rights. They could. They don't want to bring Star Wars, Star Wars anywhere near Marvel. No, they could say. They could say... Uh, Star Wars and Marvel have in the same universe, it's different galaxies. They don't want to do that because they don't want to risk people hating Marvel. Yeah, I know. No, I'm, Star Wars has I'm been not a saying they should. I'm saying they can. Freaking Star Wars. They can have a Star Wars, Marvel, Winnie the Pooh crossover. They they got all the rights to these things. Wait, I, Where did, my, why is Winnie the Pooh? <laughs> I'm just like, saying Disney properties. <laughs> Freaking Moana just appears in Infinity War and slaps Thanos. <laughs> With the water. <laughs> oh, yeah. The water just comes out. <laughs> she just starts water bending at Thanos. I would love if they made Incredibles part of the MCU. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, for real though, I want to see Fantastic Four. There needs to be a good Fantastic Four. There has to be. We can't count the last version. Oh, right. Like, there needs Michael to be a B. good Jordan fantastic is, uh, Not just that. The last version was horrible. Oh, well, yeah, that too. I wanted to go to sleep during that movie. It was horribly miscast and very slow-paced and boring and weird. The trailer confused me. I was like, what? What, is the, what are these casting choices? But I gave that, it a chance, and I was let down somehow. That movie had a trailer? I was let down by a movie that I didn't have faith in. First, please. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things that bothered me most is that they, they took away Thing's pants. I don't know. Like, that, that really bothered me for some reason. <laughs> Wait, was he just naked? He was just a naked rock walking around. The I only mean, thing that looked remotely cool to me in the trailer was the Thing. He looked kind of cool, but I still can bring me... I still like like I still like the old Thing better from the, from the last movies with that freaking... <laughs> Practical makeup. The, the Teenage Mutant Turtles mask? Yeah, I somehow still like that thing better. <laughs> like, part of it is because the actor fit perfectly, but... I thought the movies were... They were campy, but I think they're okay. The original Fantastic Four yeah. was uh, was pretty good. It was actually well-casted, just not well-handled. But to be fair, that was back in the days where, like, the only like serious superhero trilogy that Marvel I mean like series that Marvel had was was X-Men. So that was before Marvel realized that they could do the stuff they're doing now. So Avengers wasn't as big as the X-Men back then. Well, Avengers didn't exist yet. Fantastic the first Fantastic Four movie came out in 2005. Oh, I'm talking about comics. Oh, comics? 
Oh, they they, they all they are been, old. Yeah, like, they, they all been around for like. No, no, I know that, but I mean, like the X Men with the, like the X Men comic series were those always bigger than Avengers? I don't know. Not, not uh, I can't really say. No. Like the only thing you can really judge between comics is like DC and Marvel, like which like time periods you kind of had because there wasn't really. Oh, that's right. Like they throw a lot of issues out very quickly, so you just can't like. Uh, you know, judge between two of them, like in terms of storyline, because there's just so many of them. You can't. <laughs> Not just that, and the comics, they're like heavily intertwined. Like Wolverine was an agent of Shield at some point, because <laughs> they didn't have to deal with all the rights and stuff. Because before they decided to make the MCU, first of all, just for movies to make sense, they have to leave out a lot of characters. And stuff. Because in the comics, there's literally just millions, probably up to millions. I don't know. It's probably an exaggeration but thousands at least of characters that all just exist in the same plane. All of these different superpowers and storylines all exist in the same comics. So it's kind of ridiculous when you try to adapt that. But yeah, X-Men and all the hundreds of characters that come with that were all like intertwined with Avengers and Fantastic Four and Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay, but wait. Hear me out on this. This might be really cool. What if they take all the unused characters and use them. So, like, for example, they use the X-Men, they use Deadpool, they use these kind of people who didn't really fit into this story, but then they just kind of walk around as, like, like everyone just kind of disappear, and they're like, oh, this dude's pretty tough, let's go try to kill him. Oh, it's just like they always existed, but they never participated. They never get showed, yeah. <laughs> well, that can't... <laughs> like, where were they, they when they just their... Now that Disney... Or, like, Marvel has the rights to the Fox characters, a.k.a. Fantastic Four and X-Men. They can introduce another version of the X-Men, but not the same version that's been existing in the movies. Because the only way they could they could have that work is if they pulled some CW DC-verse multiverse crap. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only way, because too much has happened. The whole mutant problem that's going on with the X-Men movie would have to somehow be not noticeable during all the Avengers movies. <laughs> the that, whole Loki just running through the six in New York or Thanos killing half the universe would have to just somehow conveniently not affect any of the X-Men. <laughs> <laughs> really, really long holiday. Well, isn't the X-Men... Where's the X-Men based? I know it's not, like, straight in New York. I thought it was New York. Nah, it's not. Still, like, too much, too much, like... I don't know. I just imagine X-Men just, like, living out in the country. They get the news, like, three days late. Like, uh, guys, we have a bit of a situation here. Just, like, half the world and maybe all the known universe just kind of split in half. In the comics, that's sort of how it would work. Because, like, in the comics, the X-Men have always been somewhat separate. But then, like, they they always cross over and have a, and they have, like, an agreement with the Avengers. Because, like, Beast has Beast from the X-Men was an Avenger for a long time. I don't know how that worked, but apparently it was. And so, like, sometimes you just have, like, Captain America show up in an X-Men comic, <laughs> just coming to talk to them about some rules they broke with the freaking, like, registration act or something. <laughs> and be like, yo, can you guys not? Or, like, Cyclops would just go have to talk to Captain America and ask the Avengers for help. It's just like, oh. Crossovers are really prevalent in comics. I mean, the DC doesn't yeah. just as much. Yeah. You know... You know, in Avengers 4, they're going to reset everything in a way that lets the X-Men, Fantastic Four, Avengers, whoever else they got, 
uh, all exists. Well, X-Men isn't going to be in the MCU, at least not anytime soon yet. Well, Avengers 4 has already been written and filmed. They're just waiting for it to be released, yeah. That's why they're releasing it only a year after, even though it's going to be such a big movie. Yeah, but but what I meant was, like, they would open the doors. Oh, I still I only doubt that they're doing X-Men because there's still several X-Men films uh, by Fox that are coming out. There's New Mutants and Phoenix Saga. What was that Inhumans thing? Was that a TV show or was that a... That was a TV show that was a horrible flop. Because I saw a lot of news about it and then suddenly there was no news. And yeah. for some reason I thought, like, was this a movie, a TV show? I'm not really sure what I'm looking at. There was a short TV show that was set in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, just like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and all the Netflix shows. But it was handled horribly and directed horribly, had bad CGI, bad fight scenes, and nobody liked it. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right. Yeah, but well, even worse, because the costumes were worse. <laughs> yeah, there was, like, no saving grace. It was pretty bad. <laughs> it was, like... It was... <laughs> like, you don't need to watch it. Like, if it was, like, an old kind of set, and it was just, like, you know, it still has, like, that old kind of charm to it, you know, you'd you'd have, like, a little pass. But, nah, it's... And if it, you And if you know what the Inhumans were in the comics... They were a big deal. There was a whole war that happened between them and the X-Men in the comics. But the way they're shown in, like, the show, if they were to run up on the X-Men, they'd get slapped. <laughs> they get slapped by one X-Men. <laughs> yeah, they're just, like, your common street thugs, but they just replaced it with, like, a group name, like, ah, oh, what should we call the normal villains? Yeah, they just called the Inhumans. No, the Inhumans weren't villains. Well, yeah, but... <laughs> and they're worse, because they're supposed to have these really intricate, cool powers, but instead, they just do nothing but malfunction, and, like, and like don't even... They're not even strong. They weren't even strong enough to fight a character from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Aren't those guys, like, supposed to be not powered? No, it depends on which character. Because Quake is... So, it's kind of complicated. We're not getting into it. Yeah, we could spend not, in another title-type freaking podcast talking about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which we couldn't because only you are versed in that. Yeah. Well, Tom, you really need to watch it. It's actually extremely good. How many seasons? Five. Oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> just wait for I'll the next you, I'll just out. give you a couple of no, the good I, episodes, I mean, of the best episodes to watch, and then tell me what you think, because I doubt you have time to watch. All up to the fourth season is all on Netflix. Okay. I can give uh, you some of a couple of the best episodes from like season three and four to watch. We'll have to do that uh, out outside the podcast because yeah. we are almost out of time. I think to wrap this up, we should just you know your final thoughts. You know what we thought of the movie, we liked it, what our hopes and dreams are. You know, I'll let, I'll let I want to be Superman. What about you, Bricky? I, don't uh, <laughs> I guess I'm just gonna count that. Uh, but for real, I think uh, I think what the di- movie did well is they brought great acting, utilized a lot more characters than anticipated. They brought in so much great action. Every movie to try to ramp up this one, and this one delivered. It looks phenomenal. Everything was just. I'd just say it's an all around great movie. I think. Yeah, I, I gotta say. The whole build-up thing, like, we've never seen a movie be built up by 10 years. So, 
the fact that they have this this movie that is like no other movie mind you it's like it's having all these characters that everyone understands on like a really deep level because there's been multiple movies to build up every single one of these characters um and have them all kind of interact it was just it's such a unique concept i guess um and sure yeah it left my stomach feeling inside out by the time it was over but i i they're not done with the story yet and it was like you said a really well acted directed movie um i did a good job with the effects the music was on point um just fantastic movie and i i really want to see what they do with four i don't want to make any hard predictions because i know anything anything could happen yeah i it was one of the one of if not the best executed comic book movie because the way they're able to switch scenes and settings and characters so quickly a lot of people weren't used to it who were just used to the movies but that was exactly what like that was exactly what i was waiting for a comic book movie to do it was visually one of the most like freaking beautiful films i've ever seen it was it was great like you couldn't there was no slowdown even in the slower moments of the movie they built it up for a decade with 18 movies and did not disappoint. I mean, it's safe to say that I think we all liked the movie. <laughs> yeah, that's all we got to say for it. Thank you guys for joining. Uh, I want to do more movie reviews. I don't know if you want to join me in that. You're free to. I, I want to I plan a branch out on the stuff I'm doing here. But uh, yeah, a good half hour. Oh, oh, not a half hour. Hour and a half. But thank you for listening. I'm on YouTube. I am J Space Bro. Subscribe for daily Fortnite. <laughs> <laughs> you can't even do daily Minecraft content. You can't even like class the idea of daily Fortnite. <laughs> I got that on audio. I'm tying you to that. Crap. No. I think Breaking wants. To- uh, I mean, Breaking Ninja. You- subscribe to him on Twitch. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I suppose I can share. So I am. I'm bringing in Jafar on Twitch. I don't stream that often, but I try my best. I'm also bringing in Joe with a capital I in Ninja. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for no reason, just because uh, I suck. Uh, and I'm planning on doing more videos in the future. Uh, that's pretty much all I am. I can give people my snap if they want, but they just look at my videos and I'll post it there. So I hope you guys enjoyed our review of Avengers Infinity War. And also our discussion of other superhero stuff that kind of found its way in there. So you can check out other episodes of the Cube Command podcast. One, I interviewed Todd Cochran about the history, present, and future of the industry of podcasting. And I also interviewed Jonathan Holmes, who is the developer of Circuit Dude, which is a game on Steam. A puzzle game. Pretty good puzzle game at that. Also check out our YouTube channel where you can watch Cube Command Gaming and any other goofy videos we put up. Our Super Smash Brothers Ultimate... uh, reactions and discussion video and it's uh, we had a lot of fun doing that video so go ahead and check that one out also you can see my own personal youtube channel where i do gameplay and unboxings uh, called tom antio so again go ahead and give some support to bricky ninja and jbro and i want to thank them for joining me on this review and i hope you guys enjoyed our review of avengers infinity war thanks for listening